Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Sean Kiernan's podcast. And what a Saturday night it was in the world of sports. Going to get right into college basketball. It felt like March Madness has arrived already with all these upsets I'm about to tell you. We're going to start off with the first game that I watched yesterday. It was number one Baylor going up against number three Kansas. That's a that was a big game in the Big 12 Conference. Both teams needed that win. Number three, Kansas came out on top with the 64-61 victory. Now, the question is here. Does Baylor get kicked out of the number one spot? I don't think so because now they're dead even right now, record-wise. And inside the conference and strength of schedule. So Baylor and Kansas are even in all three of those categories. And plus they played each other twice already. And they split it. One in, one apiece basically. So I don't see Baylor moving out of number one tomorrow. The next game that I tuned into was Providence on the road against Number 19, Marquette. That's a huge game in the Big East Conference. And Marquette needed that win. They ended up losing that game at home. 84-72. Providence comes up with a big win. As they barely are in March Madness as of right now. They're barely in the mix for it. And that was a huge statement win for them. And they should definitely be considered... Going into the tournament. Now, there was another big upset that we had. It was UNLV going to number four, San Diego State, who was the only Division I basketball team to be undefeated heading into that game. And UNLV goes on the road and takes down Number four, San Diego State, 66 to 63. Now, San Diego State was a number one seed heading into last night. Now, I think San Diego State definitely gets bounced out of the number one seed. And they could get replaced by Maryland. It depends on what happens today. Maryland's on the road against Ohio State. So if Maryland could pull off that win, they will get a number one seed. And San Diego State would get bounced out. Another game that caught my eye was TCU going on the road. This was another Big 12 conference game. They were going up against number 17, West Virginia. TCU gets the road win 67-60. West Virginia is now two games back. In the Big 12 Conference, trailing Kansas and Baylor. Okay, another game. I wouldn't really consider this as much of an upset, but yes, you will because it was an unranked team beating a top 25 team. So this was in the American Conference. Memphis went on the road to number 22, Houston. Memphis takes them down barely. They win this game 60-59. to 59. And the final game I'm going to share is UCLA going on the road against number 18 Colorado. UCLA wins this game 
70 to 63. And that was a Pac-12 conference game. Colorado would love to have that game back, especially as they try to chase down Oregon because Oregon beat Arizona on the road last night in overtime. So Colorado would have loved to have that win yesterday. And UCLA is actually a really surprising team in that Pac-12. They can make March Madness. There's a chance for UCLA. And just one more final game I would like to break down is tonight. Notre Dame is going up against Miami in the ACC Conference. Notre Dame is 16-10 and 10 heading into this game. Notre Dame's considered as one of the first four out right as of right now. So Notre Dame needs to win out the, their remainder of the schedule to be considered into March Madness. So we'll see what happens there. Notre Dame needs a big win tonight against Miami at home. Okay, so spring training started. All the teams were in action. Jay Happ got the start for the Yankees. He pitched a nice two innings. Yankees ended up losing to the Blue Jays in their home spring training opener. And the Nationals were playing the Astros yesterday in the spring training game. And this was down in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. And all you hear are these fans just booing the Astros, even though it wasn't Altuve or Correa or Bregman stepping onto the field. It was all these minor league players are just trying to show the Astros what they got. And even the fans were booing those guys. They weren't even a part of the 2017 team. So that tells you right now how bad it's going to be in 2020 for the Houston Astros. It's going to be a rough year for them. We'll see how they handle it. And to what I'm sure you all want to hear is the Carolina Hurricanes found a way to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-3 to last night without their starting goalie, Mrazek, and their backup, James Reimer. Both of them were taken out of the game due to injuries. Reimer's going to be out long term. I'm not sure on the official word regarding Mrazek just yet. But they needed an emergency goalie to come in. And that's when 42-year-old Zamboni driver for the Toronto Maple Leafs, David Ayers, comes in and stops 8 out of 10 shots that he faced. And he gets credit for the win for the Hurricanes. So he's a, a legend in the Hurricanes fan base. They love him. And if I'm a Maple Leafs fan, I don't know what to say. It's just you lost to your own Zamboni driver. <laughs> Jeez. And just like that. And see, and if that game doesn't tell you that the Maple Leafs don't belong in the playoffs, I don't know what will. They lost it to their own Zamboni driver. But that was a special night for David Ayers in all seriousness. The guy always wanted to play goalie. 
and he gets in net at 42 years old. And the Hurricanes needed him. And he showed up. The first two shots he faced, he let in. But the remainder of the shots he stopped. He stopped the next eight and gave the Hurricanes the win. So I found that really special. He was the oldest goalie to come into a game. So that's a new record for the NHL. And now I want to talk about the Rangers on such a hot streak they're on right now. They took down the San Jose Sharks at home 3-2, which makes it three wins in a row. Rangers have won seven of their last eight games. Igor Shesterkin has won nine of his first ten starts in the NHL. That's unbelievable. That's the first Rangers goalie in franchise history to ever hit such a milestone like that. Now, Igor's been playing like he's unbeatable right now. This guy faced 20-plus shots in the first period last night. And he only allowed one in. San Jose was out shooting the Rangers like 13-3 to at the end of the first period, I believe. That's crazy. And the Rangers end up scoring one goal out of their three shots in that first period. Now, on the scoring attack, you have Jesper Foss, who continues to play hot. Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin. Those guys are playmakers. They put the puck in the net. And it's been really fun to watch this Rangers hot streak right now. They are four points out of a playoff spot. They're trailing... The Islanders, who have 74, who's in action tonight at home against San Jose. We need San Jose now to win. They got Carolina, since they won last night in Toronto. They're in the eighth spot with 74 points as well. And on the outside looking in is the Columbus Blue Jackets, sitting at 74 points, and then the Rangers with 70. So this is very doable for the Rangers. They're four points out of a spot. I should say two spots right now. So there's a lot to play for for the Rangers. I don't expect them to make moves at this trade deadline tomorrow. Because I look at it this way. Guys that are playing really hot, like Jesper Foss, he's been in all these trade rumors. Don't trade the guy. There's no reason to. You've been playing really good hockey the last month. Really, technically, since the All-Star break. They've been playing really good hockey. And I'm dating back to when they came back from the All-Star break when they played Detroit back-to-back games. They've been really good. Don't ruin what you got here. I really like this team. Even if they don't make the playoffs, if they miss it by... Two points, one point, four points, whatever it is. This team shouldn't even be sitting at 70 points right now. They should be a lot lower than what they have now. So I got to give it to them right now. They've been playing really good. Now moving on from hockey. Going to head into 
boxing. So Fury takes down Wilder to win the WBC Heavyweight Championship. That took seven rounds for that to happen. I got to give a lot of props to Wilder. He's been dealing with his own issues throughout that whole entire fight. So he was a strong man, able to last seven rounds there. I got to give Wilder a lot of credit there. And Fury for coming out strong. After them being tied in their first matchup. So Fury came out firing in this second matchup. He takes down Wilder. And don't get me wrong. Wilder, he's a great boxer. He's going to be back. He's going to be a heavyweight champion again. And I think that a third matchup could happen between these two. Sometime in... August or September, somewhere along those lines. But I see a third rematch happening. And all right, guys, that's going to conclude my summary of a crazy Saturday night in sports. So I'll see you next time. Have a good one.